Hello, I'm Hannah McInnes, and I had the pleasure of attending the Closters Forum in June to interview some of its participants for a podcast series to discuss the complex issue of plastic pollution. The Closters Forum brings together thought leaders and decision makers in the Swiss Alps to inspire discussions and cultivate collaborations in order to tackle some of the world's most pressing environmental challenges. My name is Nina van Toulon. I'm a Dutch citizen and I live in Indonesia. And I founded the Indonesian Waste Platform. It's a national network to bridge stakeholders from all sectors to provide overview about who is doing what, where, and connect people, news sharing, capacity building. And my name is Marta Muslin and I'm one of the coordinator of Indonesia Waste Platform. And my job is to, uh, from drafting the regulation, to help uh, support the government planning in terms of solid waste management. And when did you set it up? I set it up in 2015, in October, after uh, joining a UNEP course, uh, a MOOC on marine litter. So it was actually responding to a call for action on marine litter, because I noticed that there was like a gap in collaborations. Between 2015, when you set it up, and now... What changes have you seen? Uh, I've seen much more uh, focus on the whole topic of marine litter and uh, I see now more focus on, uh, I mean, the realization that actually the problem is on land. So uh, the the problem has to be uh, managed on land at the source and I also still see some gaps. Uh, if my, I may can add also the Jenna Jambeck's uh, pu- publication about Indonesia as the second uh, biggest contributor to marine waste, it's really a wake-up call to my country. So in these four years, the uh, Indonesian government uh, allocate much more budget to tackle these uh, issues from the resources. Because of what? Because of the uh, publication of Jenna Jambeck about that Indonesia is the second biggest contributor to marine pollution. So my government uh, allocate much more budget and we built a national action plan to uh, reduce 70% of the waste goes to the ocean by 2025. And it's extraordinary, the publication of one work made all that change. Yes, indeed. Does that make you feel positive about what we can do? Oh yeah, uh, for me it's very positive because I'm doing this kind of thing since 2010. So it's after six years, finally, someone really hit the uh, give of a, a big hit to the to the issue and everybody suddenly uh, step in and then help to uh, improve the situation so it's really positive things for me what do you see as being the most significant problem you said it's on land yeah it's on land so uh, we did a study into uh, the problems of recycling uh, actually recyclability so we are all talking about recycling but actually all the materials in theory can be recycled but for all sorts of reasons they are they have no uh, recyclability so it's a different uh, challenge and much of that has to do with the design of packaging uh, collection system contamination public awareness so uh, people just don't know how to collect and Actually, a general uh, sort of misinformation of the general public uh, about recycling, that's it. So people confuse recycling with collection. And of course, you buy stuff, you have it in your household, if I'm talking about packaging, which is what we see most in the sea, 
Uh, we're not seeing uh, a lot of uh, like uh, electric cables in the sea. We find uh, bottles, bags, straws, etc. Single-use, uh, you know, pouches. And so when we have packaging, we don't know how to manage it as a consumer. So there is no system for it. And now I'm talking for Indonesia. Eh? There are no bins, and where there are bins, there might not be a truck, because uh, Indonesia is very uh, hard to develop in that respect because we have uh, 17,000 islands so sometimes we meet people from another country who say oh those uh, stupid people they're littering their country but people have no other option because they're uh, you know the waste infrastructure is not there so you can't blame people you know that they litter if they have no bin but it's good today that the, the this uh, this event can can uh, i learn a lot in this event and exp- here at the cluster yeah, forum as a cluster forum because especially this is the first time i heard that warbank or allocate 1.2 billion us dollar for uh, tackling this uh, waste management issue i wonder where the money goes because uh, my organization we are self funded Hopefully, there will be uh, th- those money will go to someone like us in the future because we really lobbying the federal uh, packaging federation to collaborate with recycling companies to at least allocate their their budget for uh, a- educational uh, program that we we run in eastern part of Indonesia. So this is this is good network. But you say your government is listening. They are funding projects such as yours. Warbank funded uh, uh, fund uh, my country 1.2, but uh, I, I don't know where this money goes. Maybe they, they build some inter- infrastructure or something. But there is there is two representative for Indonesia. I asked him; he doesn't even know that there is 1.2 billion goes to Indonesia to tackling uh, this this issue. So I will come home and then will ask the government if there is a budget that they can allocate to people like us who really working in the grassroots on uh, raising awareness to the community because the, when you're talking about the 70% of the leakage to the, uh, to the ocean from the uh, mainland, it's about the raising awareness is to play most important role. But you see that as something you have to do as a self-funded grassroots organization. You don't see a future in which governments will see that as their responsibility. It depends on how you see. Self-funded can be a strong, uh, strong side of your organization because you are led by the patient, and it's not by by money. So you're saying it's better coming from um, an organization such as yours because you have more passion. Passion, yeah. Yes. Well, the the government plan is very top down. So of course there is a gap. Uh, how to bring that government plan uh, back to the grassroots? Because in the end, uh, the action has to take place in communities. So one gap uh, still to solve is uh, education. So in Indonesia, there's no environmental education in the curriculum in schools. I think that's across the board. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've traveled with this across the globe. Do you think that's the same? Education is the, is uh, and public awareness, uh, because uh, the first focus, and uh, I would like to emphasize, is uh, always on reduction. Uh, people don't know that they need to reduce and they don't know why they need to reduce, so uh, they need to be educated, simple. Alternatives, water filters, you know, we don't need straws, we don't need a number of items. Of course, uh, you know, in in a lot of places in the world they have these bans, but in Indonesia it's not like uh, nationwide. Uh, They just started in Bali with a a ban of bags, uh, straws and styrofoam boxes. 
Well, I think if we say it's less educated, it's not really uh, proper words to describe because we are uh, 250 million people spread into more than 17,000 islands and then we are uh, on daily basis uh, have to face the poverty, uh, most of the people living under the poverty line. So it's logistic before logic. Yeah, These kind of things you, you need to have like at least your basic needs to water and, and food is... Uh, enough before you you can even think that the climate change happened because of the marine waste. So I think uh, this is the the problem in my countries. The the to raise the awareness, we really need to deal with the primary school students, and that's exactly what we are doing. We train the primary school teacher to start, even if there is a, a no curriculum about that. We really encourage them to start teaching about the danger of the litter and burning waste to, into uh, the, the, the students. It's very hard, of course it is, in poorer countries when people have things like food and basic needs mm. to worry about to make them see that climate change, that reducing plastic consumption is a problem they should be thinking about. There's, there's too much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's too much more. Because the, so the burden uh, of responsibility lies with the richer nations. I just told the, the Packaging Federation today, especially now we are facing another threat that the American and Australian export their waste to us. We are already suffer with our own waste where uh, we can only afford the small sachet or sampo. We cannot afford to pay for a bottle of sampo which is not recyclable. And we cannot cope with this another two uh, developed countries who send their, their waste to us. So where do you think the majority of the waste is coming from? Which countries? I mean, it's said that it's coming from China. If you're talking about marine debris, yeah, they say the biggest source is from China and number two, Indonesia, and number three, uh, Philippines. But uh, actually, it's around the globe. Uh, we all generate waste. And I think in the West, because I live in two worlds, I have a perfect, uh, like I live in Holland, we have a perfect uh, collection system. And so... In our country, we might think, okay, if we put it in the right bin and it's gone from our household, the responsibility is not lo no longer ours. We just trust that somebody takes good care of it. And then uh, recently, it's more and more coming out that it's either incinerated or it's going to uh, countries like Philippines or Vietnam or Malaysia. And uh, so we're shipping, so we thought we were recycling and basically we were not. And in my other world I live on a beach where we have no recycling. So And where I collect uh, trash from the beach which is uh, floating every tide when the incoming tide is gone. The whole beach is littered. And even there I find uh, items which come from another province or another country. Conferences yeah. like this one make you feel optimistic about the future? Well, I think we need uh, uh, more less voluntary uh, actions. We just had this G20 uh, outcome of a meeting last week in Japan and uh, we read in the newspaper that uh, the outcome was that they advised for um, voluntary action and that they didn't come to an agreement. So then, uh, this is 2019, I wonder uh, why it was not 
mandatory action and did come to an agreement. So this is not really uh, very encouraging news. Uh, for me, I feel positive because uh, besides uh, got the network, I can really face on behalf of my countries uh, to this representative that uh, mostly from developed countries that this is what happened if you... Uh, what we need from you guys is you uh, help us with the intervention in terms of technology, not stop ex export your, your waste to our country. Uh, and I think uh, World Bank's money will help a lot in improving the, the situation of the waste in my countries. Thank you very much. That's really fascinating. Thank you. My pleasure.